of writer's block and i don't see any way of slowing us down i've got i have a total of four movie ideas it's the third date Ooh, yeah you know what happens on the third date what's that brandon creme brulee oh yeah everywhere universally do you like creme brulee i like creme brulee we used to make it at the restaurant i worked at one time and our chef got out like a blowtorch and would do the finishing touches gotta gotta caramelize that vanilla that's that's what they say about me <laughs> when you get tan yeah but yeah we got lots of ideas for yeah i've got i've got at least three more oh i can i can dig some up whenever i've got a lot, years From, of notes yeah yeah so last week we did painters and just like in that episode we are going to give a little uh snippet the a showcase the, yeah the treat of uh yeah that's but we're not gonna say that again for caesar's sake <laughs> we um, we'll give you guys a little treat to uh Kind of shake <laughs> and go outside. <laughs> no, no reaction from him. Good. Yeah, we'll give you a little snippet so that you can kind of get a deeper dive into what we thought about painters. But no. before that, you said you had an idea. You teased me. Yes, I did have an idea. Actually, Marina had an idea too. Mm. She listened she did have to an idea. she listened to the painters episode and she thought, you know what could be good? What if after he had his breakup? He then went to, like, he got, like, really depressed or something and had to go to a mental institution for that. And that's where he started painting. Not that he's been a painter his whole life. Yeah, and then that's where he started painting. And then they kind of diagnosed him from there, which I thought was a pretty good... That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, budding from the the confines of mental distress, Mm -hmm. mental hospital. My other note was I had a person that I thought could play a really good, like, fan... Of his, you know how we were talking, like, he has some of this cult following, but we wanted somebody that could be, like, kind of mentally unstable to be, like, his that biggest con- fan. That connects with it, yeah. Who did we say? Uh, Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah. We said Michael Pena. We also <laughs> yeah. said Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. I thought Jason Manzukis. Oh, That's sure. kind of his main character in everything yeah, he does. Yeah, be a wild mentally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just an over-the-top kind of like guy. Like Rafi, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, yeah. Or pimento, add, or literally add, any role of his. It could add some comedic relief for sure, even. Yeah, yeah. just little snippets. Yeah. Um, my script today is not comedic, because it's not really comedic movies. Yours? No, mine's okay. pretty short, honestly, yeah. We kind of flipped. I have a lot of exposition. Like, mine's yeah. close to three pages. Yours is like one. Yeah. It's the exact opposite, That's, but... And we, we did rock, paper, scissors, and to do that, we decided who would be able to call the head of the coin that we flipped, and Brandon won that. He called the coin heads. He also won that. <laughs> so Brandon gets to go first. So I get to draw from a hat. To see who goes first. To see which straw I pick that is the longest. Yeah, and we and did, I and I won. We all did all that was backstage, yeah. <laughs> and I won every single one, so I get to start today. So I've got painters interior uh psychiatrist's office lobby scattered with a few patients seated staring at their cell phones eric our main 
character, sits in the lobby anxiously looking around at the stacks of highlights magazines, the toy jungle gym set up for kids, when finally a motivational poster that reads, Be the Best You, catches his eye. He sits quietly, fixated on the poster, with a smiling female surrounded by her friends. He ceases to take his eyes off of it even when the psychiatrist enters the lobby. The psychiatrist, or Elizabeth Stroud, speaking to the people in the lobby. Eric? Eric Matthews? Eric sits completely oblivious to the psychiatrist calling his name over and over. Is there an Eric Matthews here? Startled and finally coming to, Eric says, I'm, I'm here, sorry, and he squeezes by. A middle-aged mother with her two kids, excuse me, sorry. The two of them make their way into Elizabeth's office. She has photos of her family on her desk, framed diplomas from the University of Washington on her walls, and with the Beach Boys God Only Knows quietly playing in the background. She swiftly rushes to pause her music playing on the computer. My apologies for the music. Please have a seat, Eric. And Eric says, no need to apologize, Dr. Stroud. She quickly interrupts him. Please, Eric, just call me Elizabeth. And with a confused and panicked look on his face and in his voice, oh, sorry, um, Elizabeth, I actually like a little music playing. It quiets my thoughts and it helps me think. Uh, Elizabeth, okay, I can leave it on, but please tell me what you mean by that, that the music quiets your thoughts. Eric says, well, I always feel like I have so many voices going on in my head. Having something else going on helps me concentrate. And he pauses and she waits for him to finish and he goes, and that's why I'm here. I don't feel myself recently. I can't seem to concentrate on just one thing. And I keep finding myself forgetting what I've done recently. And I'm afraid I have something wrong with me. Once he finishes talking, Elizabeth starts rummaging through the papers in her desk drawer. She pulls out some pamphlets and some photocopies of some of his paintings from previous sessions. Eric continues, can you please help me? Do you have any answers for me? I've seen you once a week for the last three weeks and I'm getting scared something's wrong. She continues finding papers with only small mm-hmm's acknowledging him talking. Please, Dr. Stroud, Elizabeth, I just want some answers. She f finishes piling up her papers and says, I do have answers, but I have a question for you first. And my question is, do you remember me calling your name in the lobby? And he goes, today? And she says, yes, today. I called your name for a while and you didn't respond. And he goes, no. I don't think so. I was just, I was, he gets scared as he tries to remember what he was doing. I don't remember. Elizabeth says, exactly, honey. Take a look at these paintings of yours. And she pulls out the paintings from the piles of paper she was grabbing. And Eric stands up and walks around her desk to look at the photos with her. Your paintings range in styles and themes. She sorts through the different paintings of his, which is totally normal. But you see, he moves his head closer to the photos that she's now showing him. When your paintings become more elaborate and time-consuming, these variations occur within the same paintings. They almost feel like you changed your mind mid-painting. They don't seem like the same you that was originally painting them. In between some of these, the signatures, they hardly look like the same signature. Eric, very confused and lost what she's alluding to. I, I don't understand. Is someone else painting these? I live alone. She appears hesitant to ask him her next question. She goes, do you know who Miguel is? Eric sits down to answer her question. Miguel? I don't know anyone named Miguel. And she pauses dramatically as if contemplating whether to tell him or not. Honey, you are Miguel. I met him at our session last week. Eric, Dr. Str Elizabeth, what the hell are you talking about? Elizabeth says, Eric, you have multiple personality disorder. 
The sound slowly becomes muted as he tries to comprehend the news she just told him. She continues to talk through the muted audio and says, Usually those with multiple personality or dissociative identity disorder will recognize that something is abnormal due to symptoms like amnesia, but the music on her computer starts to grow louder, but still a muted tone. Her words to him are completely audible at this point, and Eric appears panicked, worried, and confused as he frantically looks around, puts his head between his hands. Finally, the music and muted sound slowly subsides, and you hear her finish talking. They may not realize it is due to having alters or personalities that are taking over to handle triggers or exposure to trauma. I believe this has been brought on by your recent breakup with Victoria. Eric says, wait a minute. You're telling me I have multiple personalities and that's why my paintings have been different and why I seem to forget things that I'm doing? He quickly jumps out of his chair. I can't fucking believe this. That's, that's not right. I, I can't have this. I'm not like some schizophrenic or bipolar person or as she cuts him off before he continues. As she speaks, the shot is a close-up of Eric's face as she talks to him. The camera pushes in further and further with slight trembles. Eric, the biggest thing here is that we know. And there's a way we can learn to live with this. Abrupt cut to Eric walking on the sidewalk in downtown Seattle. He appears lost both physically and mentally, but wandering nonetheless. Mm. And that's my painters. And uh, Eric Matthews was played by Ansel Elgort and Olivia Stroud by Octavia Spencer. And who's Miguel played by? Ansel Elgort. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. That was him all along. I, I did have a little bit of a chuckle because I'm glad you went with Miguel. It's like I almost the put other I almost put Gort, and I was like, I can't do Gort. I really can't that's, do Gort. That's Gort. Do you know who Miguel is? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I, I I sensed a little sexual tension at the beginning from between the two of them. Is that is that just me reading into it? I think that's just you. Re- I didn't imply any sexual tension, but maybe there was a little bit. Yeah. Now it's, it's your turn. Caesar boy. Come here, buddy. Okay, mine's mine's quite a bit shorter. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about art exactly, so <laughs> nope, I just kind of I just kind of made up styles when I was talking. So here we go: painters, interior art gallery, nighttime. The gallery is professionally and chicly decorated and filled with an appropriate amount of people for an exciting art showing. It's an eclectic crowd full of art critics and mental patients alike. Mm. Steven Sanderson, who is Eric Matthews in my script, okay. who also was the character from Movie 43. <laughs> Movie 43. <laughs> Steven Sanderson walks around nervously, eavesdropping on some of the conversations. Two well-dressed patrons admire one of his classically styled pieces. The man number one in conversation says, He's very well-trained, this Sanderson fellow. This is classic Baroque, I don't know, with his <laughs> own invention. Man number two, I agree. It's quite odd that the rest of the pieces here don't match in any way. Stephen keeps moving, noticing a pattern as he observes. All the paintings he's done in the classic Baroque fashion, maybe, <laughs> are the ones getting the attention. Crowds of people ooh and ah at these several... Crowds of people ooh and ah at these several paintings, noticing the fine detail on a woman's strand of hair or appreciating the dimple on a young boy's cheek, his face cheek. However, the rest of his paintings were scarcely as well-received. The dark, gloomy paintings he'd completed as Gort seemed to leave little impression on the critics, <laughs> even though they were the most striking. Stephen then notices a man in baggy clothing, a hoodie and dark pants, standing at distance from one of these paintings. Stephen watches the man minute after minute until he realizes the man hasn't moved a muscle. Stephen walks up to him. What do you think? The man doesn't reply, looking only ahead. Stephen looks on with him, staring at distance at his disfigured, strangled and mangled face done in a sweeping abstract portrait style. The grungy man says, he kind of looks like me. 
Steven turns to him, chuckling a little bit. I don't think that's you, man. Grungy man says, are you the artist? And Steven shrugs. Mm. So, yeah. Nice ambiguity. Yeah, so Steve, it's a little bit a little bit down the line for this this painter's fella. He's at maybe his first art opening or something. And the gort is connecting with with the with <laughs> the, the grungy. Gort. Yeah, the grun the gort piece. No, I love it. Yeah. I it's good Baroque. Good use of Baroque. <laughs> I don't know what Baroque is. I don't either. Because I don't know anything about art either, but I I like both of those. Again, I think we got some solid scripts. Yeah, so... And we didn't coordinate. We ended up with yeah. different scenes. Yeah, I think they could work together. Well. I almost did a scene of, like, him interacting with his with his, his fans yeah, or something. But. With the new fan. Uh-huh. Yeah. New fangled fan. But that... Fangled? Strangled? New fangled. Mangled. Isn't that a word? I don't know. Yeah, strangled and mangled. So he did, like, a self-portrait of himself, but it's all warped, and, like, maybe there's a rope hanging off it. Who knows? And the guy's like, that's me. That's so great. I Thanks. love it. Well, I appreciate now it. Now I just want to see the pictures of the art. Exactly. I got an, I got an, this is off topic. I got an app that does AI generated art and there's some pretty cool ones. Oh. Yeah. If this was a visual medium, <laughs> I could probably show <laughs> Podcasts are great for visuals. Yeah. All right. Uh, before, yeah, before we get into ours, I just realized that the name Eric Matthews is the older brother on fucking Boy Meets World. So now I can't do Eric Matthews. Isn't there an Eric Matthews band? Isn't that a thing? D- Dave Matthews. No, there's an Eric Matthews band. Is there? There's Well, there's definitely a Dave Matthews band. No, oh, yeah, you got the older brother on Boy Meets World. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just... Is it him grown up? <laughs> um, No. <laughs> I didn't envision Painters to be another sequel of Boy Meets World, but... <laughs> Hey, whatever. All right. So now we're on to our, our next, our movie idea for the week. Uh, your idea. Yes. Let me see if I can find it. I found it. He found it already. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so going back to the comedy, I guess that's where I guess my interests have, have leaned this thus far. This idea is, I think it could be a comedy. Maybe it could be something serious. Maybe something dark comedy or something. But the idea is a man purposely tries to witness dangerous murders in order to, to secure a cushy life in witness protection program. And that's that. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's very creative. Um, immediately, I text you like, oh, this guy's such an idiot. And you said, or girl. I so, did say girl. It could be. Why not? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, why also, <laughs> but why not? So our story arc first. Yeah. What is going on here? Why are they wanting a cushy life? In yeah, this? okay, I'm glad you asked that because I think there are two directions that this could go. I think one, it could be someone in dire straits and this is like a creative way to get themselves out of like the hood or out of yeah, like super, an abusive household poor, or something okay. like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking initially. Yeah, or it could just be like a lazy sort of good for nothing, do nothing trying to get a quick get rich quick scheme and he's like i need some money whatever i'm just gonna get this job if i get a if i witness a murder i'll get like a printing job or in nebraska or whatever and yeah. then i'll just be set for life i don't have to really worry about anything and personally i envisioned the latter because that tends towards comedy yeah. more than somebody struggling yeah, and looking for this that's kind of like like a pineapple express he accidentally witnesses a murder and then you know, it's a comedy. Yeah. They're kind of bumbling their way through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the latter works better, although I really, if you wanted to go the drama route, I think that first one, the former could be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Now we have a, what do we do, a main character next? A protagonist? 
Yes. Okay, flesh them out a little more? Yes. What are you thinking? Yes. I'm thinking because you said she to me in the text, I was like, all right, I gotta think of a I gotta think of a female that can play this. And my mind immediately jumped to Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Kind of in her like identity theft where she's just like yeah. try anything kind of, or and, spy. Or spy or bridesmaid. Like yeah. Melissa McCarthy could, be Melissa could McCarthy. really bring it. Yeah. But what if it's a guy? If it's a guy I don't know. Jared Leto. Well. No, I don't know. I don't know. Jer- I don't know about Jared Leto. Some sort of newer aged comedic stoner Pete Davidson again. Could be Pete Davidson again. It could be, oh, I just had somebody in my head and now I can't remember who it is. What if it were? Hmm. Dave Franco. Following in his Pineapple Express Brothers footsteps. That could be really good, too. Yeah. Dave Franco could be a really good one. He's pretty precocious. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got a Dave Franco <laughs> slash Melissa McCarthy yeah. character. Yeah. Um, if this Does this person continue to actually witness murders, or is it failed attempts each time? I think there would be some failed attempts, and then I think eventually you get the you get the big murder you see. Like he like he accidentally he's purposely doing it, but he finds this like big mafia murder, this big like drug lord murder, or whatever, and then he actually gets sent into witness protection program, so he gets what he wants, and then after that, it's like oh shit, it, life's not what it seemed. Now yeah. you got the mafia after you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was yeah. you you've got to. He's like, yes, like, score, I found a murder. He shouts it, and then the mafia people see him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, finally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing where you've kind of got to get this, like, buildup of all the failed attempts and how they're just, like, time after time. And, like, each time they show up, it's something, like, really... Like, it's the... Like, some of it could be really good humor where it's, like, they show up to think it's, like, a murder, and it's, like, the worst crime scene ever. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Or, like... He, they're about to murder him, and they see him show up, and then they like keep walking, and they keep getting spoiled unbeknownst to them by this like kid who's trying to watch it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, they've got like a police radar in their car or something. They hear yeah. like, like robbery somewhere, like yeah. ready to like for a shootout or something, and they pull up, and it's like two kids stole some Cheetos from like a <laughs> yeah. from like a grocery store. Or exactly. Something. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah, like yours where they actually are about to get it and then blows their cover. Yeah. But yeah, I do think he they sneezes. have to finally <laughs> Yeah, he sneezes. I think they do have to finally witness one. Of course, yeah. That could be like the main set of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And get into the witness protection program. Yeah. And I could just see him at trial and they're like, you can like testify anonymously, you know, we'll we'll black out your voice or whatever. And he's like, No, I want to do this. <laughs> I want, I want to go to this. I want to be protected in witness protection. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it's not all they thought it out to yeah, be. And he's in the courtroom. He says, eh, that's the guy who did it right there. The King Mafia guy. <laughs> I'm Steven Sanderson. And I say you did it. <laughs> Steven Sanderson again. Yeah, yeah. I'm Gort. I'm Gort. <laughs> and I accuse this man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then this, and then this like kid from the Northeast or whatever just gets sent to Nebraska or Kansas or something and has to live a whole different type of life too. Mm, so then it's like a city boy. Yeah. yeah significantly slowed down. Yeah. It has to, they had definitely originally from like new, New Jersey or New York yeah. where a, a mob, yeah. you got to get the classic like New York mobster in yeah. there. And now he gets put, 
yeah, and Des Moines, he, Iowa. Yeah, and he's just uh, working as a in like a print shop or something, or a Wendy's or a Burger it, King. Yeah, just something. Mm. Painting. What do they have witness protection people do? Don't they have them do just menial stuff, menial stuff? Yeah. Um, what if he was? I want to. I I honestly want to think that he has two jobs, like part time <laughs> as like a carny at a fair <laughs> and then the other part time is just like he gets to wear makeup as a clown yes yeah so he can't be seen and other part time i don't know he's a he's a beekeeper because he gets to wear the mask <laughs> he's he's I all don't, i don't think if you're in the witness protection program you always have to have your face covered well maybe he chose this because he was that concerned Maybe at the end of the trial, the mafia guy's like, I'm going to kill you, Steven Sanderson, wherever you go, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he actually gets shook, maybe? No, maybe not. But then he's always wearing his mask when he's working. <laughs> he's working with bees. I don't like... I wanted something that wasn't as trained as beekeeper. Like, Cardi's pretty easy. You'd be, a, you'd be an untrained beekeeper. That could be part of the fun. Like He gets stung all like, the time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Constantly. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then he has to go to his shitty Cardi job where kids throw pies at him and stuff. Yeah. How old is our character? I guess if it's Melissa McCarthy or who was who our other? Dave Franco. Dave Franco? They're like 25 to 35. To 35? Okay. Yeah. Somewhat middle-aged. and Is there is there any build-up to it where they're like in college and their parents pressured them to do something great and then <laughs> they were too lazy and now they're just stuck Maybe. in this? Yeah, that could be something like that for sure. I don't know what else. Maybe they just... Maybe they never had anything. Okay. Maybe they maybe they're just kind of a loser and their whole life they only watched like these movies and mafia movies and stuff and like I want to be in the witness protection man. That was their idol and their dream. Yeah, that's like this is like a stupid kid. He's going to purposely look for murders. That's true. Okay. His life ambition was to be in the witness protection program, maybe, or he's just looking for a quick way out. Grew up loving The Sopranos. Yeah, because who doesn't? Yeah, but he could never be on that side. Okay. Who are some other characters we've got? He got his FBI liaisons, who could be played by some men in suits. Yeah. Some serious men in suits. My mind immediately jumped to the men in black actors, but I can't do that. Yeah, I was thinking Billy... Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee, yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus? I was going to say Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess that's better than Billy Ray Cyrus as the the FBI person. Billy Bob's not bad. Billy Bob's not bad. I think Tommy older. Lee might be better, but he's also a lot older. Yeah. What about... What about... It's got to be somebody that could, like... Someone be, that really stands out in a Midwest Kansas town, too. Maybe where, someone black. Idris Elba. Yeah. Just, where they're very professional. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Very kind of, like, strong figure, but, yeah, doesn't blend in in Oklahoma at no, all. And he's, like, maybe he, like, tries to blend in, and he's wearing, like, a trucker hat. <laughs> It's Idris Elba with, yeah. like a, with a tie still. Perfect. Yeah, it's sure. Idris Elba. Do we want two of them? Oh, yeah. I got to have two of them. Okay. Come and check in on them. Some One... hard-nosed Italian guy. Some mafia. I don't know. Mm, who is my second? Idris Elba is a great first one, though. And I because Idris Elba is so... He could be so serious in this and fitting in. I want the other one... Almost like a good cop, bad cop, but like a slightly less. Henry Cavill. No, he's. I think he's too too good cop. What if it was like Jason Bateman? Nah. Maybe. What Maybe. if it was Ed Helms? Maybe. 
These are all a lot of maybes. I feel like when we say it, though, we're going to be like, Jim uh, Parsons. Definitely not Jim Parsons. <laughs> Come on. Jim Parsons could not play this. That'd be funny. You just celebrate Jim Parsons. That is the weirdest combo of all time. Let's, let's do that. Okay. For, emphatically on Jim Parsons for this. So now with those two, I really want... Really, Caesar. God damn, buddy. <laughs> Look at that little jiggle. That was him. Um, now with those two, I really want a strong dynamic of Melissa McCarthy, Idris Elba. And Jim Jim Parsons yeah. right there too. <laughs> Just there. I think yeah, I think Melissa McCarthy's better. Let's let's go with her as the main character. Okay. Then. And yeah. who a Melissa McCarthy comedy. Our last our last big character has to be the mob boss. Yeah. So who do we want that to be? That's a good question. Somebody strong. Maybe. That can do an Italian accent. That can blow somebody's head off at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. With the snap of their fingers. John Turturro. Who's John Turturro? I know who that is. He was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He was in one of the movies you guys watched. Was he in The Happening? He's in, he's in, he's in Star Wars. Is he? John Turturro? Yeah, he's in Star Wars. No, he's, he's not. He's the Sector 7 guy. What? John Turturro? Yeah. He was in The Happening, I'm pretty sure. John Turturro. No, he's... In, maybe he was, but he is definitely in Transformers. You said Star Wars. Oh, I meant Transformers. <laughs> I was going to say. He was... Yes, he was not. He was not at all in Star Wars. Now I just want to also look up just italian actors mean italian actors yeah mean yeah well yeah they're gonna travel across the country to potentially kill this guy i mean we could we could de niro i was just about to say we could do de niro that's kind of his gig that is really his gig maybe getting a little old for that though john taturo could be a good one he's not really intimidating but he's kind of cool he is italian though (laughs) and that's that is my only criteria at this point. All right, we'll do Italian John Turturro, who's going to be a psychopathic killer. What about, I just had one who's not super intimidating, but could be, but it's kind of a little too funny, was Paul Giamatti. <laughs> he could do it, yeah. He's kind of a pit bull. Let's do Giamatti's pretty better than... Turturro? Yeah. Let's... I Although Robert De Niro is probably the best, but yeah, he is a little old for this. All right, what else do we need for this? Themes themes so what so what's the message then of this whole thing if there is a message to be had um you may be your life is good as is don't try and yeah life isn't always better on the other side yeah appreciate what you got yeah like that definitely something maybe there's a scene there's a scene like way down like oh i'm for christmas i'm gonna like go back for my family like i always do or whatever and the fbi is like you can't, what are you talking about you can't go back for christmas are that's you, really good are yeah. you out of your mind yeah it's yeah like, can they come here like are you crazy they're watching your family you can't do any of that that's great yeah yeah so he he realizes a lot of he left a lot of his life behind to do this stupid thing that is great yeah, yeah that is definitely our theme then okay is, sure is one of them. like appreciate what you have yeah that, that's our message for the movie yeah because he throws it all away to get chased around by mafia guys perfect um other others any other like minor themes that happen throughout the movie yeah maybe he's always getting getting hit with a rake or something (laughs) (laughs) well always getting stung by bees yeah sure that that was one of our themes melissa mccarthy the beekeeper (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's gonna be awesome (laughs) 
<laughs> slash Cardi. Slash Cardi. You could just see her too being like, no, I gotta have a, a mask on. They'll know who I am. Yeah. It's like, no, you're a million states away. I'm gonna look up which 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 Great Plains Midwest state do you want? Um, Kansas, Oklahoma, yeah, Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas. What is the population? Probably like a hundred thousand. Do you think it's that big? It's a college town. I guess it is a college town. It is. 55,000. That's oh. that's good. And then there could be a funny scene where like, all right, we're going to take you we got to take you out of here. We're going to put you in Manhattan. And he's like, "Oh, Manhattan. I hate the I hate the New York City." Yeah, cuz they're they're from uh, they're, they're from, from Cambridge or something, Boston. Oh, I was going to say New Jersey sure. where they're from like uh or Philly, yeah. Or Philly, yeah. They hate Philly New York. or Newark or yeah. something like go. that. We got to put you in Manhattan. They're like, "Oh, I hate the island." <laughs> And then they're, they, the next scene is they're getting dropped off in, like, a cornfield. Great, yeah. Then it's an abrupt cut to them on a plane, like, over yeah, over the Great Plains. Sure. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Um, ending of the movie? What do you think? I think... I don't know. I think finally... The mafia guy the dies? The mafia guy dies or gets taken down or something... So that they can finally leave the witness protection program and go back. And when they finally go back to their family, they kind of they reflect on their sure. time in the Maybe witness. Maybe they've grown up a little bit. They've grown up a little bit. And they do also appreciate their time in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. The relationships they've made there. Yeah. But it is time to go home. Yeah. There's only one home. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. The only other happy comedy type of ending I could think of was... Like, she becomes friends with the mafia boss at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe she maybe she goes back and starts working for them or something. <laughs> after you witness After you them. testified against them, yeah. <laughs> but we could... I like the other one better. It's a little more how classic. Does, how does uh, Paul Giamatti, being a little younger, die? Yeah. He, he gets testified and he's in prison or something. He's having his henchmen work for him. Sure. But he dies by a hot head heart attack or something. Yeah. Just freaks the fuck out in prison <laughs> in at somebody. In a prison cell, yeah. Yeah. And he passes and it's safe for her to go now. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Okay. Perfect. All right. And what are some of the other like, things we've said? we got like director we could do. Yeah, wishful wishes for production. Yeah, wishful wishes. Um, what do you think for director? I think this is kind of slapsticky yeah it is slapsticky i do think there could be some some decent profound moments in it i was trying to think of like a director that hasn't done a whole lot but like could taika watiti <laughs> another taika watiti <laughs> yeah um i know i said this as a character before but hasn't jason bateman directed shit before i think he did ozark the show. Oh, he does. I think he does direct Ozark. Um, Bateman. Someone with like a Midwestern feel too. Like, oh yeah, that's that a good capture. The who's the guy that did Nebraska? The movie. Alexander Payne. He could do a good one. Alexander Payne could do good. That one is pretty humorous. Yeah. What has? I'm now just stuck on Jason Bateman, director of Ozark. Oh, he did Bad Words. Don't know. The one that he's in. That's amazing. Oh, he directed some of the new series. He directed like Horrible Bosses. Ooh, that's probably that's probably right angle. Horrible. The director of Horrible Bosses is Seth Gordon. That sounds familiar. Who has also done Crywolf, 
Freakonomics. Oh, he did Four Christmases. He does the Goldbergs. Oh, I hate the Goldbergs. He's off for that. <laughs> that that gets rid of him. Who Tyler did, Perry. Ooh, no. Who did uh, 21 Jump Street? That's a good question. That is Phil Lord. Oh, that's Lord and Miller. They also did like the, the Lego, Lego movie. movie. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I think they're getting their own Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Oh, th- nope. They did... Oh, they were producers of the solo a Star Wars story. Yeah, I think they could be good. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Lord Miller. That's that is a, yeah. That's that sort of horrible bosses, hall pass. That sort of you know. Mm-hmm. R PG thirteen comedy. My last question: Who did the Hangover? Uh, oh, is it something? Oh yeah, Todd Todd Phillips. Todd because he Todd just Phillips. Yeah, I think it is. Todd he Phillips. did. He just did the Joker. Did he also do Captain Phillips? I don't think he did Captain Phillips. <laughs> um, but he just did the Joker. He could be decent. Hangover kind of has those yeah. like regretful. Oh, yeah. He'd do it. So we've got either Lord and Miller combo yeah, they or might... Todd Phillips. And my, Lord and Miller might have graduated, to be honest, now, too. So, so was probably Todd Phillips after yeah, but, Joker. Yeah, but that's not Star Wars. I didn't see anything on Star Wars Didn't yet. they also do a Game of Thrones? Something I like know. that. I didn't dive deep enough into their director. Maybe I'm thinking of some other brother. That's the Russo brothers. Never okay. mind. I don't the know. The Fairly brothers. A lot of brothers out there. We could do the Fairly brothers. We could do the Cohen love, brothers. Because you love Green Book. No. They're also let's do, disqualified. Let's do Lord and Miller. Okay, Lord and Miller. And... The singer, Lord. I am Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a title. Once again, a title. Oh, shit. I don't have a title for this one. A title witnessed we kind of have done a We've lot done of a lot of single word ones um yeah maybe something just like witness protection program that's kind of simple mm-hmm. protect yourself no <laughs> the beekeeper a better a beater life no <laughs> the grass is beer on the other side um Manhattan Protection Program. Maybe. Honestly, it could just be Witness Protection Program. Yeah. That could be I a think running title. That that is our best one of the ones so yeah. far. We, we we should brainstorm these before coming At in. At least a title. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to come up with them on the spot. B why do I keep going to bees? <laughs> Quit thinking That's about bees, Brandon. <laughs> Quit thinking about bees and carnies. Um eh, Mafia. Swedish House Mafia. Hey, I'm protecting here. <laughs> the protector. Are you a witness? Not testif- testify, testify and deny. I, I think it's a witness protection program. Testification. Yeah, let's go witness protection. Let's go with witness protection program. Alrighty. I realized in Painters that we forgot to do a recap. Oh, yeah. Kind of. We can. Well, we should. We can recap this we one should, then. We should usually recap. Yeah. So to recap, in conclusion, we have Dave Franco slash. Well, we're, we were going with Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy starring in what did we just witness protection, witness protection Pro- program directed by with in in quotes WPP. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could sell WPP merch. Yep. Directed. Who did we say directed? At Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Yep. And Melissa McCarthy wanting a better life or a different life 
purposefully puts herself in these dif- difficult and like dangerous situations in order to witness a murder in order to score a witness protection cushy gig, which she thinks is a cushy gig. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Know. Along the way she fails and fails yeah. and fails time and time again with, um, low level crimes and blowing her own cover yeah. from time to time until it happens. Yeah. When she sees Paul Giamatti <laughs> murder some reporter or something like that. Yeah. Mob boss, drug dealer. Yeah. Something. He kills somebody. She she snitches on him, makes a big old public appearance in court. Yep. To make she, sure she can get into the witness protection she, Yeah, program. she makes it as public as possible. Yeah, she wants in no matter what. So Paul Giamatti goes to prison. Yep. For murder. I, I, Idris Elba and uh, Jim Parsons. <laughs> Jim Parsons ship her, <laughs> ship her out to Manhattan, Kansas, where she starts as a where she thinks is Manhattan, New York, originally. Yeah, where she begins her job as a carny slash beekeeper <laughs> until Paul Giamatti's guys find her again, and that's the uh, no because Paul Giamatti dies. Well, that's at the very end, and then she gets, it's safe for her to go back. Yeah, to, well, along the way, she tries to come back home yeah. a couple times. To, to no avail because yeah, she and, can't. And her parents are, like, being surveilled. Yeah. And and then eventually a couple of henchmen have to come to Manhattan, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And then she defeats them. And the guy dies. And she gets to come back. She defeats henchmen of Giamatti's? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, just, like, on, accidentally with the help of her bees. <laughs> yeah, one... They're, we're, they're like, oh, we're getting stung. And she's like, I'm immune now. <laughs> Yeah, they have severe bee allergies or something. Yeah. It just happens to get her that way. Sure, yeah. And uh, then, yeah, Paul Giamatti dies. She's able to go back home and reflects on her time in the Witness Protection Program, which she hated the whole time. But, but made then, some friends along the way, maybe. And once again, appreciates what she had. Yeah, and misses her farmer boyfriend. Ooh, she has a farmer boyfriend? Yeah. That was too hot for her because he was from Manhattan, kansas yeah yeah like a farmer channing tatum or i was gonna say channing tatum a yeah. farmer channing tatum With melissa mccarthy yeah yeah perfect all righty <laughs> that's witness protection program wpp tm we hope you enjoyed copyright yeah whatever registered yeah and patented that yeah. i think that's all of those and navy sealed Ooh, yeah, yeah. notarized. Yeah. That's what I was, All yeah. of it. Alrighty, that was our third episode of Writer's Block. We hope you have a, had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or a good the, the good white people killed the natives day, I think is what some people call some it. Some people, yeah. yeah. Turkey Day. Some people have just been calling it Turkey Day now. <laughs> okay. Well we hope you enjoyed the holiday. Correct. And we'll see you next week for my snippet. Can't wait. Yes. Alrighty. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in to Writer's Block, our spin-off series of The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. Each Friday, we're going to come up with a new movie idea of our own and create it right here on the spot. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. Also, if you have any movies you'd like us to review or your own movie ideas for Writer's Block, trademark, please follow and message us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. Tune in next week to hear us discuss more films. And remember, if if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's probably the movies. movies.